radio station that loves St. Albans, Radio Verulam. This is the Generation Gap, presented by me, Claudia, and him, Clive. Hello. In this program, we are going to explore differences and similarities of being a teenager now and in past generations. I am a 21st century girl, and Clive is baby boomer. That is a teenager in the late 60s and early 70s. What are the differences and similarities in the way that we live our lives? We are going to try and find out. This is the Generation Gap show on 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. And hello, good evening, welcome to the Generation Gap Show. Good evening, St. Albans. Good evening indeed. So it is a good evening, we had some lovely weather recently, that's brilliant. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about something very interesting, and actually something that sort of affects us both personally, I suppose. Yeah. Um, which is the issue of boomerang children, which we can explain perhaps after a song. But um, it's basically children who come back home after they've been away, like particularly at university. I feel like a difference of opinion is coming up. I think there might be on this. It's a real generation gap. Boomerang kids, this means basically... Oh, I actually have used the word kids. I don't like the word kids. Kids are baby goats. I think we're talking about boomerang children. Ooh, yes. And I think there's no such thing as an adult, so everyone's a child, really. Okay, what we're talking about here is, is people <laughs> who are actually in exactly your position, and also my son is in the same position because he's the same age as you. So people in your position as parents. And my position as parent. Just basically, you finished your university uh, course for three years, and well done to you and everybody else who's done that. Um, your results will be coming out quite soon, I imagine. I'm not quite sure when they come out. It's a bit different for different universities, but in the next few weeks. Yeah, sometime in the early July. Yeah. And so the big issue then comes to um, everyone. What do you do next? Now, some people have got a brilliant idea about what they want to do. Maybe they've got a job lined up for life already, and away they go. That's fine. But the issue still remains. Um, if you've been away to university, which actually neither you or my son have been, because we've been living at home, which is fine, um, you uh, then might come back from a university after being three years away in Manchester or something like that, living in a house with some other students, for example, having a great time away from your parents. Um, but then you come back because there's nowhere else to go. And your parents, what do they do? Well, I'm sure your mum always welcomes you and welcomes those six piles of laundry you've brought back with you um, and so on. But then you have to start thinking about the longer term, you know, if you're going to come back. Maybe your parents have kept your bedroom available for you. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they've mm -hmm. rented it out. Maybe they've redecorated it. You don't like it in green. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but basically, you come back home and you can spend some time there. It's great to be back with them. But you also have to think about the longer term. Mm -hmm. How long can you stand staying with your parents after you've been away? I mean, okay, you don't know because you haven't, but um, that's the question, really. Yeah, I can't imagine moving back home. I mean, you know, having freedom and then moving back home. I think it's pretty quite difficult. Obviously, it's nice for a while, but it's like a little holiday. Yeah. And then after the months start going by, it becomes a bit more difficult. And the big issue we want to talk about then is how do your parents deal with that in a sense? Do they say, OK, it's lovely having you home, but now you're uh, an adult, now you're perhaps out earning money, I think you should pay something towards your keep. And then you start the arguments. A rent? 
do you pay for food? Do you pay a bit towards the gas, electricity and telephone? And because you're watching Netflix half the day, do you have to pay for your subscription and things like that? Okay. What do you reckon? So I think the issue, as you put it, is to do with the parents and what the parents decide. For example, I've stayed at home and I know that my mum does not want me to leave and I know that she does not want me to pay anything and she just doesn't... It's almost like she's a control freak herself and she just kind of wants to kind of, you know, make sure that I just don't have to do anything. So, so is she still treating you as, a, you know, a child, basically? No, not... I, I, she's never really treated me as a child anyway, but she never wants me to pay for anything because she feels like it's her responsibility when oh. I'm in the house. Okay, but do you think that will go on for years? I mean, say you're still there in five years' time and you've got a proper job earning a decent yeah. money. No, I think I'm... I think in my head, if that happened, I don't think that will happen. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I think it would happen. I don't plan on that happening, <laughs> but um, if that did happen, then I would, I would offer to pay myself. Yes. That I, that's just the sort of person I am. But, um, but I think the issue here is not, is not the child living at home. It's the par- what the parent decides and how they manage their home. Yeah, I mean, there could be circumstances where obviously a child coming home is actually a real expense, which is actually difficult for them to afford. For yeah. example, perhaps they're retired or something like that. Um, so, I, I mean, think, in those cases, it would be reasonable for the child to obviously yeah. offer something. And I think some people have really different relationships with their parents. You know, um, if their parents, they feel like, I'm not saying burdening, but um, if they feel like the children haven't really done their bit at, in the home, then obviously they want them to compensate that in another way, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably a few years' time when it becomes interesting. I mean, I've read an article about this recently, which I've just shown you. Mm-hmm. And for example, um, there's cases where perhaps a, uh, a girl stayed at home in a parent's house got a boyfriend who she then wants to move in with her maybe they yeah. even have a child and still in the parents house that could get pretty awkward i reckon yeah i know of stories where um my friend or someone i know has moved their girlfriend into the house and you know it's like um it, it's just really strange i just can't i can't imagine for me personally to move someone into the house and kind of live with them in the room and also, my pa- also, why would you why would you want to move someone like that in into your parents' home while your parents are in the house? It's just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does think, not make sense. I think it would be quite. I mean, uh, unless you have unless you have a mansion like you know West Quarters and <laughs> the East Wing and all of this kind of stuff. Yes, like, it just does not make sense. To yeah, be fair. In a sort of fairly ordinary, you know, um, three four bedroom house that yeah. would seem probably a little bit interesting. Um, but of course, the the argument is that it has to happen sometimes because people simply cannot afford to go out and find their own place. Now, we've had this discussion before. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it again because okay. I know you think that you would be able to do this and other people do it. And of course, people do manage. It's just more of a struggle, perhaps, than it was at the parents' time. Because, um, but first of all, okay, so first of all, let me ask you, if you're, if, um, obviously, Peter didn't go out, Peter didn't leave, but if, if, if you had a child that left for university and they came back, would you ask them to pay rent? Well, that's really the question. I, I don't know. I think... How would you how would you approach the situation? I think it would be difficult. I think that, obviously, um, in the early days, you probably wouldn't do that. But if they then are working in a, in a sort of proper full-time job of some kind and obviously earning some money, I think it would be reasonable to ask for a contribution. 
Um, and of course, there's two arguments to that. One is because I want the money towards the cost they're increasing my costs. I mean, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is possibly a more of a, a parental thought that we want to help them learn the realities of life and, you know, they do have to pay money and how much things cost and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about that second one because, okay, fine, responsibility and all that. Yeah. But you teach a child how to have responsibility through, you know, taking care of their pets or, you know, chores and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And I think the the thing about growing up and having your own home and paying rent in that home is a bit different than living with your pet. I don't know. I just feel like going to your parents should be a safe place. You shouldn't have to worry about money at your your parents' home. Yeah. That's kind of how I approach it. As I say, I think it seems to me it's about timing in terms of, you know, if it lasts for six months, a year or something like that, maybe it's right. If it stretches into years or even decades, and I, I do know examples of people who've actually stayed with their parents for literally decades, which is a very odd circumstance, um, then it's tricky. And I think, I mean, I, I did this sort of because I actually went, um, I, I started work in London and I was commuting from home, so I was staying with my parents then. Um, then I got a, a job, I think after about three years, when I actually went somewhere I couldn't possibly commute from, or to, which was I worked in the USA, in Washington DC, very nice place. And so I spent, I think, three years there, and then I came back, and again, I did stay with my parents for a while. What what else could I do? But by that time, I was able to basically go and find somewhere to live myself. And it's the same house I'm in now, actually, so I've been there an awful long time. Um, But, you know, then it was arguably easier, and we've been through all this about the costs and so on, you know, the cost of houses and so on then. It's generally been measured by the um you know, the sort of average wage that everyone gets um which the average in the country is something like twenty six thousand pounds a year and you measure house prices by how many times the average wage the average house is if you see what i mean and that used to be something like three or four times the um, amount and it's gone up as far as 10 times recently and so that becomes much more difficult sort of a bigger mountain to climb to be able to afford things it doesn't mean you can't do it it does mean that you probably need to save up quite a bit of money beforehand so from a parent's point of view if you were my daughter and you said you know well i need to stay with you for two or three years because i need to save up x thousand pounds to be able to put a deposit down on my house whatever that would seem an incredibly reasonable thing to do um mm, i'm not sure i mean i mean you have I, to have, yeah, I, I think understand. you have to have a discussion is, is what i'm saying i think what you, what you can't do is perhaps not discuss this at all oh absolutely absolutely communication is the way to go okay Okay, so um, we've talked about this idea of um, boomerang children coming back and so on. And um, try not to get too personal about it, but obviously we are in that circumstance ourselves. I think it's an issue that you just need to discuss because, um, you know, you won't know how much an electricity bill or a gas bill is and you probably don't care. But if someone says you've been at home turning the heat up too much all the time as a sort of grumpy dad type persona I'd have, then I'd say, so you can contribute a few hundred pounds to it. This is a very interesting topic. This is a very um, close-to-home topic as well. I mean, for us, but I, I'm sure most people are having the same kind of issues throughout St Albans. Mm. So, if you want to get involved, I think you really should. Um, on Twitter, at RVGenGap, or on Facebook, RV the Generation Gap, And let us know what you think. Yeah. What would you do? Would you kick your children out? Or would you make them pay rent? Or would you... What would you do? Well, of course, I wouldn't kick them out. That's obviously a, um, a ridiculous idea. But I'm sure some people will do that. 
um, some people may have literally got a, a new lodger in, in their bedroom or something like that, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. I think you, as your generation, as a representative of your generation, you keep telling me that we are not going to, my generation is not going to be able to afford a house or live somewhere else. So why would you make me pay rent? Well, I suppose, no, I mean, I think the only reason to pay rent or anything else is simply to contribute towards the costs that you are creating. Yeah, okay. To make you learn how much things cost. So when you are, I mean, you, you might say, great, I found this brilliant flat I can rent and it only costs so much a month and I can afford that. But then you go there and find out actually you need to pay lots of other things apart from the rent. And Including food. Well, food is one, but I mean, it's all the sorts of things like you don't have to pay for your utilities they call you know gas electricity uh, telephone that sort of thing and then you also have to pay things like insurance unless you want um, you know to take a risk on that sort of thing and it all just adds up and you don't realize quite how much it costs a month and i think um it's something around 700 pounds a month is the kind of outlay that you'd probably have for a quite small little flat somewhere not in london that would probably cost even more than that um and you start thinking mm, this is really rather a lot of money and especially if you're one of these millennials who goes out and has lunch expensively every day and avocados on toast for breakfast every day and all those other, other cliches yes. which we go on about. But I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that me living at the house before I went to university was far more expensive than now because even if, even if I don't pay rent, I, like my parents, I don't expect my parents ever to buy me clothes anymore or buy me, well, maybe food. But then again, if my mum cooks for the whole for the whole family, if she cooks for the family, then there's enough food for me anyway. So I don't actually see there being that much of a difference between before before uni and after uni. And also, I get what you're saying about the responsibility, but I don't think that makes that much of a difference because, you know, um, when you do go off and live on your own or with your own family, then you'll learn all that anyway. Yes, I know. I think it's a bit. It's a bit of a. It's a bit of a cooking trade thing. You know, you, people will tell me that I shouldn't know how to cook, but I mean, until I have to, I will. Uh, I don't. I don't have to learn how to cook, sort of thing. Don't you think it'd be useful to learn some of these skills? No, yeah. Probably, probably from your mum. I'm sure she'd be delighted to teach you how to cook. Mm-hmm. Probably, <laughs> probably useful, definitely. But until I actually absolutely have to, I don't think I will necessarily do that. I think what you're saying really is it's not a priority for you, which is yeah, is yeah, fine. a little bit off track. But I mean, back to the um, boomerang thing. Um, I don't know. I I just think it's a really strange concept. I um, I just think, or maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it's just because of what you're saying. Because we won't be able to afford houses, we will be going back to mum's house and just kind of sponging forever. But then. If you let us sponge forever, then we might as well do it forever, sort of thing. See, I, I see where the I see where the problem comes in. I think it's really, um, to some extent. The other thing is, it probably might put your life on pause a little bit. In the sense, if you were living by yourself, you might do other things. You might certainly get married, perhaps quite soon, and, and that goes on. You've got two incomes and things like that. But if you're at home, it's much more difficult. As as you said earlier, you wouldn't want to have a sort of boyfriend coming to live with you at your parents' house, sort of thing. Um, and that's that's the sort of issues that you face. And it doesn't really matter for a, a year or two or three, but if it went on just ten years, say, it would probably be quite a, a quite an effect on your life in, in the future. That's my guess, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. 
But you said something interesting. You said that you buy your own clothes and so on, for example. Now, yes. I think a lot of parents maybe at this stage are still actually paying for or possibly even buying clothes and things for their children. I mean, my mum buys stuff when she thinks I would like it, but I've not gone, I've not gone to her and say, oh, I need this and that, can you buy me some new stuff? Mm. It's just her kind of initiative. And when, so what, what sort of age did that stop? I mean, presumably before that you'd be dragged into a shop somewhere and said, right, yeah. you need 23 of these and six of those and um, a new pair of shoes and whatever. I guess when I, start, when I started actually having a part-time job or something like that, then I guess I kind of went out and buy, bought some stuff. Mm. Say I went shopping with my friends and I bought my own stuff. Then she kind of sees that what she's buying is not the right, <laughs> is not the right kind of stuff. And also I've got my own money now, so I have more time and more... Um, uh, means to buy my own stuff. So what that means is you actually have already taken on some responsibilities, obviously, for paying. You know how much yeah. clothes cost and what yeah. so on. So actually, you know, you're already sort of tapering into that situation, I suppose. I don't pay for my phone. I think that will be one of the biggest shocks. Yeah, so, uh, I think it would. Well, there's, a there's ways of finding things cheaper than that. But anyway, before. Um, so we're talking today about something which a real generation gap subject where we have a I don't think we've actually got a disagreement between us because we've agreed that it's a subject that needs to be discussed between parents and their grown-up children coming back from university, um, which is about uh, whether they should be contributing towards the costs of the home that they're benefiting from. And I think we both agree that it's a reasonable thing to ask, but the circumstances will be different for every family, I guess, won't they? Um, and uh, it's about money. And so to some extent, I suppose the other sort of um, thing that you read about in the newspapers particularly, because they're always writing articles about millennials. It's a, a bit of a hate thing sometimes. People sort of, I don't know if they're jealous or they're just sort of, all oh, these people, they just swan around on their phones all day and I say the old avocado and toast thing gets thrown in every time. Um, and you don't actually like avocado on toast, do you? I don't like avocado. I stop. love it. I love it. Mm. Okay. There's a reverse generational thing. No way. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't even, it doesn't even have good texture. It, ta it tastes a bit like sort of um, egg white, actually, in some it ways. It tastes like nothing. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't like anyway, it. Anyway, we won't go into that subject now. But I think the question is about um, how you spend money. And there's a sort of image, perhaps, that young yeah. people are spending, wasting money on things, you know. From okay, the what does that mean? Go on. Well, it's really, you buy things which perhaps people don't think are important or they think that they are overpriced or, you know, unnecessary for you to buy. Um, I mean, it can be anything. Obviously, you, you might decide that you want to buy some clothes, as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> you need clothes, but whether you need six of these dresses or ten pairs of shoes and so on is one of those issues. That's more a woman thing, I think, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, well, I mean, go, going into that discussion a little bit, us ladies, we need a lot more clothes than you gentlemen, because you can just rock up in a suit anywhere, anytime, like any, like, place. And you'll be fine. We have to like hand pick our clothes to like suit the place where we're going. I don't disagree with you at all. And shoes, shoes are shoes, yes. the most important, as our prime minister will tell you. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think that's right. But it's also this whole thing about um, you know what things cost. And you mentioned earlier about phones, and obviously, um, phones are. Or can be very expensive indeed. Yes, I actually I can't imagine paying my phone bills. To be fair, no. I, I don't pay my phone bills. Right, we see now. 
I, I always get a bit shocked when I see these things where something says, you know, the new latest super duper phone and it's only £45 a month for the phone mm-hmm. contract. Now, I have an iPhone. It's not a current up-to-date super duper one, but it does everything I need and it's actually pretty... It can run all the latest software and so on. Um, and I've got a contract, a monthly contract, and I'll tell you how much it costs. Would you like to guess? It's not very much. I'm going to go with 30 Right, it's £5 a month. £5 a month? £5 a month. And for that, I get more phone calls and more texts and more data than I ever use. I think you got scammed. No, it's a genuine, very well-known company I get it from, and uh, it's one of the you know main operators. Wow. Really? Yeah. So there's an example. Now, I, I mean, I don't think... I think there's a difference between going to a shop and seeing the latest things and you know wanting that now and there and then and then there's another when if you're budgeting and you're kind of looking i don't know because like if you walk on down the high street shop at um high street shops and you walk in and you see it you kind of think oh i'll wait until it it becomes cheaper mm-hmm. and you don't no one really necessarily goes in and buys the latest phone from from the phone shop no, but I think one of the things is, of course, now that's diff- upgrades, different is, is everyone, younger people and lots of other people, are very familiar, obviously, with buying online. And the reason we've had so many um, well-known high street shops and, and companies go bust in the last few years is largely because they haven't really kept up with sort of online shopping. And there's obviously a tendency, you go to a shop and you see something you want, and then you immediately sort of look it up online and say, oh, I can get it, you know, £20 cheaper in from a big company with big letter A in front of it. Um, and uh, then it will be delivered by drone the next day or whatever it is. Mm. <laughs> um, I have, I've had some deliveries recently where I didn't necessarily want them straight away and they've come sort of the same day even. I just can't believe that. But certainly the next morning. I think, um, But I mean, that sort of thing is different. And on the face of it, younger people should be able to get the best deals because you're much more familiar with looking around online and following things up and uh, finding cheap deals. But some things perhaps you don't apply the same, um, the same sort of technique to that um, mm. other people would. You know, I would look at how much everything costs and try and buy it cheaper. But I mean, if if you're younger, before you go to uni, and you don't have to worry about rent yet, mm. right? Even even at your parents' house, if you get all this stuff, all this flashy stuff, and you start off with all that, then you don't have to necessarily worry about it later. Yeah, but see, but. By the time you've found somewhere and been able to move out yourself, it's a few years down the line. It won't be the latest, so you want to get rid of it and buy the latest. Yeah, but then you get upgrades, don't you? And it becomes cheaper. It it becomes the same. Isn't when you get an upgrade, an upgrade isn't it the same? Well, money in your phones. Phones maybe, but you can't upgrade lots of other things. You can't upgrade your boiler or your washing machine or something you have to pay for. I don't know. I think there's always a way around something, and or if you're boiler breaks or your washing machine breaks you get your dad to do it (laughs) (laughs) yes of course well actually i would get my dad to do it that's the obvious answer for everything yes absolutely well i mean and your parents will always be very happy to help you out in lots of things i'm sure um and that's the case for most people like get a friend's dad to do it do you know how much it costs to call out a plumber yeah this is what i mean get a friend's (laughs) dad to do it like i'm sure there's someone that can help you without you know money Okay. 
Guys, okay, so Clive doesn't get it, but positivity, <laughs> positivity always makes everything work, I promise. It is very much the case... Make your own kind of music. Yeah, it's very much the case that I obviously am in a situation where over the years you get to know various people who can come and fix things for you, but they do tend to be people who actually you have to pay for them to do whatever it is. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's the sort of running a house type cost, which you won't have a problem with for a long time, I'm sure. But one day you will, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll be the sort of person who will get a good job, earn lots of money, and you'll be really fine. Trendy. I'm going to have one of those really trendy houses where like, you can't see anything. You just press a button, it's going like, to pop out. Press a button? That's a bit boring. Surely <laughs> you just speak to it and it opens the door. No. Hello, it's me. Open the door. I don't want voice tracking. <laughs> I don't want people tracking my voice. I'm sure you're being tracked patterns. all the time anyway. Oh, yes. don't tell me that. But um, anyway, so I, I think what I was trying to say was that it's a question of um, attitudes towards things. You might think it's absolutely essential that you have a new pair of trainers and the ones you want cost, you know, £150 or something like that. And then your parents say, my goodness, how much do you spend on that? And you'd lie and tell it was £25. And that's the kind of situation you can get into because people just cannot believe that something could cost that much money. Right. Um, and so okay. So now I'm going to ask you another question. Do you think that this is a generation gap thing? Or do you think that in your day you would have done a similar kind of thing and the adults around you would not have understood why you were doing it? I'm sure that's the case. I probably went out and bought records. Oh, yes. And they're saying, what, what, what do you want any more records for? You know, have got 20 already. And they're saying, well, actually, this is a new super-duper one that's come out. Yeah, there's things like that. Um, and Records, that, that kind of makes me think of a Marvel movie. You know, when you, get, when you have the Marvel movie and you kind of keep adding them on because they just keep coming out with new superheroes? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, dear. I do know what Marvel is, and I know they make films, but I haven't you know, seen Marvel is Spider-Man. Yeah, I've seen a few of them, Hulk, but um, I think Iron we've had Man. this discussion before, and I think that most of them are pretty boring, actually. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I recommend everyone go see a Marvel movie. Yeah, okay. It's a real uplifting superhero. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save the world sort of thing. But it's all kind of super fantasy um, things. and. Uh, but you like sci-fi stuff, don't you? Yeah, the difference between sci-fi, which is kind of predictive future stuff, which might be realistic up to a point and maybe, okay, a bit stretching okay. it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Realistic prediction future stuff, Marvel's like save the world now, that's happening now. That's kind of, it's kind of realistic that people are controlling the earth now. Okay, I think we're going to have another program you know on conspiracy on theory, aren't we? On, on Marvel movies. On Marvel, Marvel movies. movies, yeah. Okay, well, perhaps you can explain them all to me sometime. I say I did literally sit down and watch one. with. I thought this isn't going to be very exciting, but had lots of very well-known stars in it. Guardians do like. of the Galaxy. I can't remember which one it was I watched. Oh, well, I, um, no, I can't remember. Oh it, it was just dear. a blur to me. It was all sort of just... I am very disappointed. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. very disappointed. <laughs> Okay, um, that's my advice for the day. Oh, Claudia's advice for the day. Watch a Marvel movie. Watch a Marvel movie. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about um, all sorts of things around the generational issues of um, spending money and whether you should, as parents, demand perhaps that your boomerang children should contribute towards the costs of living. I suppose that's what we're talking about. And the answer is no. You, you can let them sponge for as long as possible. Well, um, okay, that's... Claudia's uh, idea. And of course, your parents obviously are, are very um, generous towards you. I'll have to have a word with them sometimes. Uh -huh. Yeah, but I think what you mentioned is quite correct. I am an only child, so I am the princess. Of course. And I think 
yeah i think that's that's a major part of it now that you've you picked that up i think that that yeah i think also i mean i've got two children as you know and one of the things is you have to try and treat them fairly so if you do something for one one of them you have to try and do something for the other as well so if you start charging one of them money then you have to do the same later on for the other one okay cool but i don't actually think we will be charging them for anything to be honest i'll have to say <laughs> at the moment but if they hang around too long i don't think you should my advice is don't do it yeah because i i just think that when you go to your parents house and you're, if you are parents and you can afford to have them there, then I feel like it should be a safe, a safe environment where you don't have to worry about things like money. That's well, my that's my opinion. One of the things I remember was when um, an article some years ago, obviously before as a parent, and they say, oh, you know, each child you bring up is going to cost one hundred and forty-five thousand pounds or something like that, which is a, a measure of everything you spend on your child over the first eighteen years. Mm-hmm. which obviously sounds pretty scary. I mean, obviously, yeah. it may add up to that. I mean, what I would also say is that if you... I mean, obviously, it, it depends on how you bring up children and stuff, but I think from from, from my point of seeing things, I would want to help my mum out anyway, or parents out. So if if I'm start, if I start making money that I, and I'm still at home, then at some point I'm going to be like, oh, just, just I'm going to give them, like, a weekly thing, weekly money or something yep. because i feel like that's what i should do there's also a thing which is known as the intergenerational contract which basically is that your parents bring you up when you're little and to mm. get you to adulthood and then sometime in the future when they're getting a bit old and frail you will look after them so when i have my mansion with my west wing and my east wing they can be in the basement <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm i'm just saying that maybe maybe i yeah Family's quite important, isn't yes. it? So you, well, I would, would help them out. It's one of the things, though, isn't it? I mean, in, um, on the continent and places like Poland, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, you do tend to have houses where people live in and they have several generations. You might have your granny and granddad yeah. living in the same house or they've had the house and then your parents came in and then you, you were living in there. And that's actually quite a nice thing to do, but it d- does require quite a big house. It is very common. And I think because, because um, it's very much like family businesses and land so usually the family has a lot of land and that's why you kind of stay in that house and do take over the jobs that your parents did mm. that's kind of why you live in so many you have so many generations in the house yes so yeah um actually i do uh, that is probably the polish in me i do actually think that it would be nice to have my parents in my house when they're older when you've got your big house yes when i've lived on my own for at least 20 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well there you go so i think we've we've actually touched on quite an interesting subject today which is a real generational issue and one that obviously lots of people out there are facing um, as we said earlier if you um, want to let us know what your views are on this you can contact us on twitter at rv gen gap and on our facebook page rv the generation gap though i have to say our facebook page doesn't get used very much it's twitter that seems to be the big one for our listeners yes um i i, I just neglect the facebook a little bit Mm. Yeah, well, I'm not sure about the photos on Twitter or Facebook. Really? If if anyone hasn't seen them, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can change it. I'm sure we can change everything. 